This week on Erotic Awakening, hegging, too many dates, and quarantine. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. The Erotic Awakening podcast, as well as workshops by Dan and Don, are offered free of charge to our community. Because of the expenses involved, we're grateful to those that support us through Patreon and donations. That includes Joy and Chase and Castaway and Katie. Oh, that's right. So we've actually gotten a lot of new Patreon supporters. So um, I do want to mention, so um, we just put out a book. I don't know. I think the last time we recorded this, we were talking about um, giving a book to our Patreon supporters, and it is out there. So if you guys are a $5 and over Patreon supporter, we have a new ebook out there, and it is the, the Kinky Flirting Guide. So Dan and I have been working on that for a while, decided not to turn it into a paperback, and just going to give it to the Patreon supporters. And that led us to this whole thing about how cool it would be to put out a bunch of little micro books. I think that's what so we're going to do. stay tuned for that Because one. we've got a lot of little ideas that we've thought about over the years and weren't really sure how to put them into a big book. And we're just going to do a bunch of random ones. Yep. So that's uh, out there, about 35 pages on flirting for kinky folk. Um it's something that we're doing for our Patreon people, but if you can't afford, afford the five bucks, toss me an email. I'll send you a copy. I don't care. <laughs> it's awesome. It's good information. Yeah, and it, it is geared towards, this one is geared towards the kink community, but it is just because dating in the kink community can be so weird. But there's some good stuff in there that you can modify and use in whatever I, We community. always talk Mo- about. Mostly. It is not, <laughs> it is not that unusual to... Um, be at a situation, especially at a kink event, where you might ha- be fisting someone and then realize you haven't actually figured out what their name is. And yeah. everybody's good with that. Right. So, yeah. So, so, so flirting in kink lane is a little different. Flirting in kink is a little different. Absolutely. Not that we recommend that's a good flirting first step. Fisting somebody. Not flirting, no, not but I've done scenes like that. <laughs> That I still don't know their names. <laughs> but that's not important now. Uh, what is important is tonight on the podcast, uh, Miss Nookie is going to join us and talk about pegging, which is something that I'm looking forward to talking about a lot, as well as and why we're quarantining, holy fire, and all kinds of other good shit going on. We do. We have a couple of few things. And I was like, uh, the whole pegging thing is because people keep asking us about it, and um, we can't talk about it from experience. So yeah. we figured... Yet? Uh-oh. <laughs> I will say. So uh, let's go ahead and introduce, uh, bring Miss Nookie on to the podcast. And Miss Nookie, first off, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Absolutely my pleasure. And I will say that one of the most erotic, sensual scenes I have ever seen in a dungeon was a intimate pegging between a uh, female-bodied person with a strap-on and a male-bodied person. I am not personally interested in having things shoved in my ass but <laughs> i can't deny how was, intimate and hot. sensual and hot it was and i was fortunate to find those people afterwards and let them know that i bet you i'm mm-hmm. thinking of the same exact scene it was in the sexuality room of a ais event yeah absolutely that's that, the one that, that i correct. remember <laughs> so the reason we've asked you on on the podcast tonight miss nookie is we actually have some listeners that have written in asking for advice about pegging how to uh, actually had one person come straight up and say, 
how do I get my wife to realize how much I enjoy this and how, how to get, you know, a little more uh, interested in it, as well as some other pegging conversation. As, as Don said, although we can enjoy watching it, it's much like art. I can enjoy a nice painting, but I can't do it. And I don't like to get paint on my, under my fingernails either. <laughs> That's an analogy. To me, it's not, all that, it's not all that different from when I see, like, a really amazing, like, male master, female slave scene. And, like, they're so, like, connected and into it. Not my scene. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so I can look at that and I could say, wow, that is beautiful. That is art. That is a bond. Not my thing. Cool. But when it comes to pegging, would you say that's your thing? It is, it is absolutely one of my things. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you get, how do you, as a, as a male-bodied person, and if you want to get involved in pegging and you want to introduce, maybe you've got a female-bodied partner, how do you like, do you just say, hey, here's a thing, shove it in me. What is the right approach <laughs> for that? So one of the things that I like to to point out is that whether, and I I generally, in my my books and my classes, I generally refer to people as with prostates or without prostates, right? Um, Because that's a a simple delineation. Um, So I like to point out that whether or not you have a prostate, the anus itself, the sphincter and um, the surrounding tissue actually has as many nerve endings as our genitalia. Um, So that's something that can be mutually enjoyed even without penetration, right? Just playing around the outside, which is where I suggest people start. Um, Because for example, Dan, you said, I don't want anything in my butt. Well, you know what? (laughs) That's incredibly natural, not just from a mental standpoint, but from the butt standpoint, okay, you know, a lot of people, you start playing around down there and the butt's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> we can see her right? face. No one yes. else can. <laughs> we should have saved this for one of the video podcasts. That's a great face. But um, go on. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it'll, it'll tighten up. And so what I usually suggest, and this, and I'm, this is answering your question actually, is get down there with a little bit of lube or a little bit of spit on your finger and just play with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Just pet it. I, I, I like to I like to call it um, taming the feral kitten. Right. You just you just pet it until everything starts to relax. And that's enough for a lot of people for their first butt play. OK. The thing is, if you start this with somebody who's not used to it, um, of course, get their consent. Let them know. <laughs> Don't go in like cold. Right. You know, just uh, but. If you start this with somebody who's not used to it and you get them used to the idea of anal play can be pleasurable for them receiving and for them giving, that's when it starts to be a little easier to broach the the topic. The challenge is what happens is a lot of people sort of do their internet research, their porn fantasy, gangbang, like they get it all up in their head and they've got like years of thinking about this and then they spring it on somebody sort of like, I want all of this. And Mm -hmm. that's incredibly intimidating, Mm -hmm. right? Like if somebody came up to you and said, you know, 
I want to be, you know, here's my leash and I want to be a Kajira, you know, right now. And you had never heard of gore and they explained it to you. You might be like, um, what are the slave positions? What? Right. Like there's, there's too much to encompass if you're giving them like this whole fantasy. So start where you are, right? If you've never done butt play together, start with, Hey, I was reading something online the other day that was talking about beginning butt play. Would you be open to, you know, trying this, giving it, receiving it, switching off, right? Whatever. Start there. Start talking about it where your relationship already is. Find the spaces where you both find pleasure in it and explore together and move forward that way. That's a good idea. So just to speak up and say, hey, do you mind touching my butt? I like it. Instead of, hey, I got or this 18-inch. <laughs> yeah. Strap it or on. I might go. like it. Right? Oh, like true. you may not know if you like it. And here's another thing. Just because we, like some people will get used to it playing with themselves. Um, but then having somebody else touch them down there, the butt's like, ooh, mm. that's a stranger. Stranger danger, right? (laughs) I'm not so sure about that. And they don't, as anybody who's ever masturbated knows, other people don't touch us the way we touch ourselves, right? So it's new when we're working with somebody else. You might be able to shove a six-foot Christmas tree up your backside. um, And yet, when somebody strange to your butthole comes along, you know, your butthole clenches up and you're like, well, what's that all about? It, you don't yet have the intellectual trust built right. in. It's like it's like a new person doing like attempting a very intimate scene with you that you've never done before. Even if you've done it with other people, it's not the same with this new person, right? There's intimacy and there's rhythms and there's mm-hmm. things that may or may not be quite the same. So and um Another thing that struck me is that, like you said, intellectually trusting, right? So not only are you physically feeling something different by someone else, but intellectually, I mean, at least for me, I love butt play, but I wouldn't do it with a stranger. I feel very vulnerable with that. So it would only be someone that I have really developed some trust with and really feel comfortable with my vulnerability. And I would say that that's true, not just for receivers, but also for givers. Um, In a lot of cases, especially for those without prostates, um, people who have vaginas or clitori, um, the idea of using something that's not a part of their body to enter somebody else's taboo spot is not something that like you can send and I get these that you can send a message on FetLife and say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in butt play. Would you like to take my virgin ass without even so much as like, hi, my name is James. It's nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I get those messages too. And my FET profile clearly says I'm a slave and I'm like, what? Right. Uh, wait, 
<laughs> I can't wrap my That's head around it. Ever? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, like, I get 16 offers of anal virgins a week. Come on. Like, you got to give me something better than that. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like then that one of the ways that I might approach this, if I, if I, if it was something that I was thinking about, I wanted to try with Dawn is to introduce it as an aspect of it. It's a very intimate act and mm-hmm. that it might be something good for, you know, not only enjoyable for me, but also for intimacy for our relationship. Absolutely. My, it, 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 it's fascinating because just, I don't know, three or four days ago, my pet said to me, um, you know, it's time, I think, for you to like, you know, and he gets all shy. He's like, you know, <laughs> take me again. <laughs> and he's usually quite direct, but that's, you know, he gets kind of shy about that sometimes. And he says, you know, it's, it's not just about the sex. It's a very intimate thing for us. It's very loving. Mm-hmm. And of course, I know this. Um, but to have him say it, I mean, we've been together seven and a half years. So like, you know, but to have him say it is still, it, it means something, right? Because it, it ties that into more than just a physical sensation. It ties it into who we are as a couple and how we both get off with it so as a giver then as somebody Mm -hmm. who is going to put on a strap on and be a giver of a pegging can uh, is it something like like more akin to a spanking where it doesn't require a ton of education beforehand you just approach it slowly or is it more like using a bullwhip where you want to attend a couple hours of classes first because there's a possibility of significant damage um i'd say it's in the middle there's definitely a possibility of damage although i think that people both make the butthole seem like way too resilient and way too fragile all at the same time Mm -hmm. um and if you have good communication with your partner you're probably not going to do a huge amount of damage um, as long as you realize that it's not supposed to hurt. Um, you know, people are like, oh, no, butt sex is going to hurt. Well, you're doing it wrong. That's like, um, you know, a lot of, uh, let's say, losing the virginity for vagina havers, right? Mm-hmm. It hurts once, hopefully, right? Maybe a sharp twinge and then, you know, it's supposed to feel good. If it hurts, like, for the entire thing, you're doing it wrong. Okay. It's the same thing with the butt. You know, it's, it's not supposed to hurt. If you're using the proper amount of lube, which is three times what you think it's supposed to be, and then double that. <laughs> um, if you're not, if you're, if your eyes are not bigger than your butthole, right? Like start small. <laughs> you, know, you, you don't, you don't need to start with, you know, big John Thomas. You know, you could start with, you know, Pinky the Unicorn, right? You know, start with something small and kind of fun Mm -hmm. um, to get used to it. Smooth, especially. Um, High quality toys. And and, um, I would suggest that uh, it may look small, but if you haven't done it before, it's going to feel much bigger than what it is. Exactly. Exactly. A single finger can feel huge. I've not done it before, which is one of the reasons, again, I say start with just playing on the outside. 
and then graduate to going just in. There's two sphincters. There's the exterior sphincter, which is the one that we generally have sort of conscious control over. And then there's the interior sphincter, and that's the one that the body chooses what happens there. Um, so going inside just to that inner sphincter, which is usually about like up to your first knuckle or just beyond it, it's maybe inch to two inches max in most humans. Um, you know, go in there and play around with that until there's a lot of relaxation. Anybody who's played with a butthole will know that once you start playing with it, as it starts to relax, it's almost like um, fish. You know, like when you put your, your fingers down in a fish pond and they kind of suck at your fingers. It's kind of like that. The butthole will kind of like try to suck you in a little bit as it starts to relax. The same thing happens with the inner sphincter. Um, And then the third, you know, option would be going in past that inner sphincter and playing, you know, inside the rectum. Um, And that's where you would get access to the prostate if you're working with somebody who is a prostate haver. Um, And I would do all of that with fingers first. Um, one finger, well lubricated, get to that point. And then your next session, um, and these could be, you know, two sessions. These could be three sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be 20 sessions if it takes you that long to get totally and not feel any pain. Um, and then the next step would be multiple fingers. You know, get one in there so it's super comfortable. Get another super lubed one in there um, and start playing around with a little bit of girth right? And exploring that. And then um, from there, you know, maybe playing with the way that I do it in my class is the next step would be um, playing with uh, fingers going a little harder, you know, kind of like a finger bang, Mm -hmm. if you will. Um, And then like a vibrator on the outside, and then a vibrator in, and then playing with butt plugs, which there are actually two shapes of butt plugs. A lot of people don't know that. There are the butt plugs with the relatively big head and the narrow neck. Mm-hmm. Those are for feeling full. That's a sensation in and of itself that some people really like. So it's like a feeling of pressure and fullness. And then there are the ones with a relatively large neck um, and a, a smaller head in comparison. And those are the ones for actually, they come in gradated sizes. They're for training the butthole to remain open and be relaxed in that position. So playing with those is good. And be really careful about how long you leave them in because um, if you're not used to it, it can cause like severe cramping and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, and then from there, you know, going into actual dildo and or flesh phallus play if that's what you're into wow so the only other question i have for you is um what i'm imagining other people have at this moment in that it's butt play how can you guarantee it's clean butt play I'm yeah, assuming and, there's no guarantee. And I'm going to ask that same. <laughs> I'm going to ask the same question a little bit differently, and add, or maybe add to that question. One of the challenges that I would guess that people might have is that by nature we think of butts as dirty, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you work with between Don's question and mine? How do you work with the you know getting the mental around, thought the of mental dirty aspect of and the physical and thought? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the mental aspect is um, the big part really when it comes right down to it. 
And for two reasons. One is because a lot of people like kind of get off on the dirty taboo aspects of it, not the actual dirt, although there are some people into that sort of thing. It's mm-hmm. not, not my shtick, but um, the idea of it being like dirty and taboo right. and wrong and whatever. But the other side of things, the fear of mm. dirt, right? Like that's a big deal. Um, and here's what I'll tell you, you know, and it, as you said, Don, there are no guarantees, period, end of story. You're, it, it's, it's just like um, any woman uh, or any, actually, let's say any period haver that has ever, like, in the middle of their cycle spotted for no apparent reason, right? Like, there are no guarantees when you're dealing with biology. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you can trim down there to keep it you know, easy to keep clean. I do suggest things like um, anal douching uh, to rinse it out. Um, I suggest not eating a ton of like grease or fat in the 24 hours beforehand if you can avoid it. I mean, again, if you're going to be spontaneous, some of these things are kind of going to go out the window. Um, But really when it comes right down to it, (laughs) Yeah, you, you, you do. You take your chances. Um, when it comes right down to it, what I suggest to be as, um, what's the word, uh, careful as possible, um, if you can clean, do it, especially if you're working with somebody who might be a little squeamish about the whole thing, mm-hmm. right? Get yourself as clean as possible. And you can get directions for that pretty much anywhere. I put directions in, you know, my book, um, the big book of ass and in the class, learn to love anal. I talk about that very specifically um, and the different ways to get cleaned up back there from landscaping, like trimming or lasering or whatever to, you know, actually getting in and cleaning out the sewer system. Um, also, and here's like a big, big part of it. If something's going to happen accidentally, be prepared. So one of my favorite tips is, um, Get yourself for your bed, like say you have a queen bed, get yourself a queen size waterproof mattress protector, mm. one of those fitted sheet ones, but cut off the fitted part so you can just throw it down as a throw. Okay. This is also great for smirkers, by the way, <laughs> because, you know, it'll protect your whole bed and it's super cheap. It's like 24 or 20, you know, 30 bucks. Whereas if you get a special like squirt pad, you're looking at, you know, 50 bucks for something that's three by three. Um, but lay one of those down. I always, in fact, you know, I'm sitting here talking to my bedroom. I, ha- I have um, washcloths right by the bed at all times for all things sexy, dirty, messy. I, I noticed they're dark. Right again. I noticed they're dark colored too. They're a dark color. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Have a couple of um, towels in, in that in, in the area. Um, if you're going to be doing finger play, uh, have some nitrile gloves, not because necessarily you don't want your fingers to get dirty, but because you don't want your fingers to get dirty and then to go on to other sexy play. Mm, right. Okay. Or right? even you be able to take those fingernails. Yeah, fingernails. I, I would yeah. be afraid of um, cutting someone with my fingernails so without put, gloves on. Put a little cotton ball. 
mm-hmm. in the tip of the glove to protect that. Um, but so that's nice because you can put on even two or three gloves, right? Play, take one off, do whatever, play some more, take another one off, do whatever, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So being prepared like that makes a huge difference because you know if something is going to happen, it's not going to get all over the comforter your mother gave you for Christmas. Right. Makes sense. Absolutely. There is uh, too many questions that I have and not enough time. <laughs> but you mentioned earlier that you wrote, uh, wrote a book about all this, and apparently it's called The Big Book of Ass. Mm-hmm. Where can our listeners find that? Yes. Amazon, or um, it's actually part of the Dating Kinky Library. So um, you can become a Plus member, which you get like eight, I think there's eight books in there right now, and over 150 like educational webinars, including like anal gasms and stuff like that. Fantastic. And uh, for people that have been (laughs) listening to the podcast, you've heard um, either us being interviewed by Cat, Hi There Cat Suit, or did it go the other way around? Like, there's so many podcasts. It might even have been both. I think he interviewed us on his, but we may have interviewed him on ours. Either way, we keep talking to people and they keep saying datingkinky.com. So our listeners should go check that out. I Um, need to go check that out. You do need to go check that out. COVID will be over with at some point. And you'll be doing some dating, <laughs> dating kinky? Is that what you're saying? Dating kinky? I like the kinky. Yeah. Yes, you will be. I, I don't like vanilla dating anymore. No, I know very much. <laughs> uh, Ms. Nookie, thank you much, very much for being on the podcast. Other than heading over to datingkinky.com or heading over to Amazon to find the big book of ass, anywhere else you'd recommend people go to find out stuff about you? Um, well, on Set Life, I'm Nookie Notes. And I think I have... Well, I know I have over a thousand writings there. I'm not sure how many it is now, but there's there's a lot. So there's a lot of information there. And I'm always open. If somebody has a question about something specific, I'm always open to answering it. Like if my question was, I'm an anal virgin, would you be the one to... Never mind. I'm just kidding about that one. <laughs> I will answer it. You might not like my answer, but I will absolutely answer it. If you're with my lucky cheat, say, well, yes. Yes, I will, damn you. All right. Thank you very much for... As long as we can podcast it. Nice. Uh, only that would be up for auction, man. <laughs> Let's not. Um, <laughs> Dan's always so, looking for auction ideas. <laughs> so thank you very much, Miss Nookie. Hang out with us for a little bit while we wrap this thing up. Before we wrap up this podcast, Don, we were going to do a review of 2020. We were going to do a review of 2020, but I don't think it's over with yet. No? No. So I calculated it. It is December 42nd. 2020 okay. at this moment so with uh things going on with things going on uh-huh. <laughs> 2021 has not said uh hey let's start a new a new year 2020 is clinging i think 2020 is clinging so i i hope that you're right <laughs> uh one of the things that i'm doing in 2021 when it happens is working on the old erotic awakening website i'll get that done one day uh, but people have gone over there and become new subscribers to our newsletter, including Lindsay from Colorado and Tara from Oregon. Head over to the eroticawakening.com and get your EA shout outs. So just sign up for the occasional newsletter. I'm trying to get them out monthly now that we have live podcasts, Zoom workshops, EA chats. I've restarted Eros Gathering. I've got the slub, uh, slub. <laughs> 
<laughs> the sub slave chat going on once a month and getting ready to uh, put out some more workshops. So there's actually a lot of information in the newsletters now. So Dawn, you and I over the weekend that just passed were part of the Holy Fire Conference. And the Holy Confer- Fire Conference is a conference put on by Raven Caldera and his boy Joshua. And it is a combination. It is saying power exchange, mm-hmm. specifically for this conference, Master and Slave, and spirituality, and bringing those two together. And what a really great conference that was. It was one of the first virtual conferences that I've been to and really been engaged the whole way through. And I've been to a couple other, but this one was really interesting. First off, logistically really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a really great to hear so many people are mixing, are seeing the path of power exchange as a, as a spiritual path. Indeed. So um, not only that, there were um, workshops on uh, spiritual archetypes and um, Buddhism. We did uh, Master Slave Buddha, which went really well. And someone wants us to um, let them know when our next class is for uh, Master Slave Buddha. And I had to tell them, uh, we may do it sometime in the future when events are going on again, but it won't be anything like that class because we ended up dropping our notes halfway through the class and just taking questions from the chat room. And that was really amazing. So we ended up processing some stuff that was that was really cool. And then I sat in on uh, Master Skip Casey mm-hmm. and um, um, his slave sat in on that. And that was um, DS Alchemy. So that was really cool about, you know, having DS as, as an, an alchemical process for spirituality. And their stories were amazing and got to sit on the sub panel. I think you were on the dominant panel. Mm-hmm. So yep. we split up for that. Really good questions. You know, interestingly, I was going to talk about some of the revelations that I had as a result of this conference. And the short version of it is to say... I haven't been thinking spiritual and along my spirituality for a little while now. If you've been a podcast listener uh, for the, well, for a couple of <laughs> years at least, you know that I've been through the path of becoming a Buddhist and becoming a Buddhist monk um, and then deciding I no longer want to do that. So it's been really interesting for me to look at my own spirituality, which I haven't brushed off lately and i think instead of talking any more about it now i think it'll make a great topic i think it will podcast we really get into i absolutely do but i did want to mention that um i met some great people and having it be on zoom with the chat room and going hey moderator were there any questions that we need to answer a really different feel than doing it in person where you and i just keep talking and talking and talking Mm -hmm. and saying we're going to do a q a at the end (laughs) and running out of time so this was really cool because people could actually type the questions in and i i've made some friends on fet life i put my fet name out there so answering some questions with that and just wanted to mention that participating in that really filled my well Mm. and i needed that so um we haven't had events in the last what 10 months since since last march and i haven't had that that i get a little bit with the zoom workshops but this one and hearing other people present and i could sit in on the class that really filled my well so one of the um uh boy it's not called a resurrection what do you do for a new year reparation 
Help me, Miss Nookie. What is this word I'm trying to think of? Resolution. Resolution. Uh, yeah. Resolution. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, w- I was like, okay. I usually speak Dan. I'm not sure <laughs> what he's trying to say. So one of my resolutions for this upcoming year, and they're not resolutions; they're goals for this upcoming year, is to remember to recharge. Mm-hmm. Um, that and, was a recharge. Yeah, and that's what you're saying. You know, and that's one of, one of the things I'm going to continue to do this year is, you and I, stay busy. Yes. But to take moments to step back and do something for yourself to recharge. I just got my new planner today and and it's got a page in the back that is all about recharging. And I reached out on Facebook Good. and say, hey, where do you recharge at? And people are sending me ideas. Very cool. Miss Nookie, do you, do you do New Year's resolutions? Do you have any goals for 2021? That you um, I have sort of rotating goals throughout my years. Like New Year's resolutions don't really do it for me. I kind of like... Every Monday is the New Year's Day of the week, and the first is the New Year's Day of the month. And I sort of just, you know, I, I, I plan things out and do them in cycles, depending on, you know, sort of how long they have. It, cool, that's a good in idea. In general, in the United States in general, where are you located? Um, I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, very, I, I oh, have a cool. feeling that we are of a same cut of people. You should see Dawn's planners, and we have our two-week challenge that we do every two weeks. And with Kevin and Katie, with and our, yeah. yeah. And so I, I have a, and we were talking before the podcast and some of the other entrepreneur stuff that you do. I have a feeling we are uh, of a like tribe. We may there. have to do a motorcycle trip down there again. Any excuse for a motorcycle, excuse for trip, motorcycle trip? <laughs> Indeed. Uh, speaking of the recharge, you and I have started as of today. We are starting our 10-day quarantine. We are going to go spend time with uh, friends and fellow power ex- or authority transfer enthusiasts, Kevin mm-hmm. and Katie. And they're doing a 10-day quarantine. We're doing a 10-day quarantine. In case you're listening to this in the future, <laughs> right now we're in the midst of something called a pandemic. It's the COVID pandemic. I have no doubt the way we responded to this one, this will be the first not even the first. This will be one of the pandemics <laughs> of the 21st century because apparently we're not very good at handling these. Um, let's not start that. Let's not start. Yes. Another soapbox. We won't jump on there. <laughs> uh, we still have to look at these Kickstarter cards. Oh, yeah. I've been mailing them out left and right, too. People are enjoying these. So um, you can find these on the eroticawakening.com website. Not really. I haven't updated the website. You haven't updated it? (laughs) Can they go to Blossom Trading Company? Sure, they can go to Blossom Trading Company. Okay, they can go to Blossom Trading Company. So um, cool. That's my other thing when I'm vending. Uh, Let's see. Okay, so here's a random one. Okay. Bink. All right. And that one, I think that one's, yeah, that one's a scene. It's a red one. Uh, so Miss Nookie, you agreed to do one of these random Kickstarter cards with us. Would you like number one, two, or three? Three. All right. I will go first then. Actually, uh, how do I do that? If I'm going first, then Don, then you I ask have me. to ask you. <laughs> okay, so this one is a scene, and it's called Taming the Jungle. Grab a warm bowl of water, shaving cream, a new razor, a hair trimmer, some towels, and give your partner a loving grooming session. So the funny thing about <laughs> this, I went to a class, oh, and I cannot remember the presenter's name, just uh, about this, about uh, about shaving people. That was over in Phoenix, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. It, it was specifically shaving people in their um, naughty bits area, right? And as a result of that class, I was so totally into it. And I got a box and I got all the stuff that they recommended and I put it in the box and that was going to be my new kink. I was so excited. <laughs> yeah, it never really stuck. <laughs> no, it didn't. Nope, didn't, didn't stick. I still like it. 
<laughs> maybe I'll pick that one back up. Maybe that'll be the thing. Maybe that'll be my in, thing. In. <laughs> yeah, that that would be that would be. I like this one. So again, it's one of those vulnerable things, though. Yeah. So I, I kind of like that with my with my partners. And, okay. And Miss Nookie, you'd mentioned earlier that when we were talking about butt play, that sometimes uh, removing the fur from the butt whole area yeah. is a valuable thing. I don't. Absolutely. Didn't realize that people had hairy buttholes. Do I have a hairy butthole? I don't have a you, very hot hole. Yes, yes, hot you do. Butt? Do I? You absolutely yeah. have a hairy butthole. Yes. I don't think you've met my butthole. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Okay. Unless you have it waxed or lasered, you have a hairy butthole. Fair enough. It's part of the package. <laughs> I'll pay more attention to it. Uh, Dawn, how do you feel about when it comes to sexual stuff? Ice. I actually like ice. So ice is pretty intense. Um, as, as, as long as it's lubed up before it's put in my nether regions, I don't want it sticking. <laughs> but I like ice on the nipples. I, I like the shock of it, you know? So I, I like that shop, so shock. So blindfold me. Oh, we have to add blindfolding in there. And then you've done ice with me before. Why are you ice. looking at me like that? <laughs> I, the reason I'm looking at you like that is because this reminds me of, you know, there's this thing, at least there was a thing when I was a younger fella, and where a uh, a person says, you know what, I should put something cold in my mouth and then give you the oral pleasures, mm. right? And I said, oh, that sounds kinky and hot. And they used a Wendy's chocolate frosty. Not on my nether regions. And I couldn't help but think, but but I wanted to eat the frosty. <laughs> so, my thought is sugar. No. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No sugar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Miss Nookie. Tell us, tell me if you would, are you into, do you care about, have you ever given or received? How about do you feel about that foot worship? Um, so it wasn't my thing, but... Uh, I like it when they start it, stories it, in past tense. Please go on. <laughs> it, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not what a lot of people would consider like a foot goddess or anything like that. But my pet loves feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and his feet are super sensitive. so. Both of us get the opportunity to play with each other's feet in the sense that, like, I get to, like, massage his and bastinado him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also get to lay my feet in his lap or shove them in his mouth or, you know, get massages or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I the worship is fun. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, my Uber thing. Like, I wouldn't be like, you must worship my feet, roar, roar, or anything like that. But um, especially added in as a layer to mm. our relationship. I I think that knowing that my partner enjoys and worships, for lack of a better term, my entire body from top to toe is an important part of my power is their desire. So I get off on knowing that they get off on me. Right. Right on. Including my feet. Yeah. Fair enough. Very nice. cool. Nice. Nice. So that's the Kickstarter cards. Yay. Dawn, um, is it time to take a nap because there's no events, there's COVID, there's all this kind of stuff? Are we like just on downtime now? We don't know how to relax. And, you know, like like I've mentioned before, the the space closed down, which took up a lot of our time. We haven't been able to present. Um, And instead, we've been writing books. So the poly dating guide, the polyamory dating guide uh, should be in our little hands in a few days. And um, the other book we wrote, the kinky flirting Flirting book that we gave to our uh, 
uh, Patreon supporters. But we also have other things going on because we we don't know how to stop. Yes. So Eros Gathering is the group that I used to run years ago, and I've taken it virtual and um, have started it up again. That will be meeting uh, 7 o'clock, I believe, Eastern this Thursday, January 14th, twenty. 21 and we will be talking about psychic hygiene so that's my energy working group uh energy work and sacred sexuality oh i got you the the eros gathering on january 14th is talking about psychic hygiene right so i uh, got my notes yeah so they're a little weird um and then psychic hygiene is um i recommend that for anybody that works with energy whether it's energy play energy healing just being aware of energy we will talk about shielding grounding cleansing all that sort of thing so um uh, great information. People are always asking me about it. So here's the class. And then you can join us for the Subslave chat on January 17th. Well, live not. podcast on January 17th. Yeah, well, the, the owl s- meeting on January 28th, the, where we're talking about beauty routines. See, I just yes, but you keep saying stuff. we. You don't oh, get to participate in some of those. <laughs> uh, I got to do the live podcast. You do have to do the live podcast. But the Subslave chat, I've got four facilitators um, that used to help with the AIS. Uh, slave Roundtable. I've pulled them in on this, so it is virtual as well. Al is Older Women in Alternative Lifestyles. For those of us that are 50-ish and older, we'll be talking about different um, challenges being in the kink scene. And then we've also got a, our next Zoom workshop is on Sensual BDSM. So that oh, is, you are cool. part of that one. Yep. Uh, that is February 7th. And then for our Patreon supporters, we just had um, a chat yesterday on dating profiles. Our next one is February 14th, Valentine's Day, and it is Loving Power Exchange. I, I tell you what, podcast listeners, you go out there, you sign up for the newsletter, and I will tell Don we're not allowed to continue to bore people with this long list of things that we're doing. Because I'm getting ready to add some more stuff during the I daytime. I know, it's crazy time. <laughs> yeah, well, like we said, we do keep busy. I like it. I like uh, to teach. I miss it. And you also like food on boobs. No, wait. I wait. like food on boobs. You like tentacles. But You but, did send me an orange on boobs. I got that. I did that send was, you an orange on that. boobs. And when I set up the um, erotic awakening calendar, because yes. I do like to go out there and throw stuff out on the media uh-huh. every now and then, I made sure to pick some of the days that have to do with food. And I'm going to put a challenge out there for people <laughs> to see if they'll send you food on boobs. Fantastic. So our Instagram people, our uh, FetLife people, our Facebook people, our Twitter. Oh my God, I still don't understand that application. Um, anywhere, I will be putting a challenge. I heard Twitter got better there. lately. <laughs> Let's just keep going. <laughs> Anyway, so we've got Jenny who sent me a poster that involved tentacles. That was really cool. So um, it looked more like Cthulhu tentacles, mm-hmm. but that was really neat. And then Shingly, oh my God, Shingly, sent me a picture of a turkey stuffed with an octopus. Okay, not my thing. <laughs> Can't eat it. That is not part of tentacle sex at all. But. Ew. It was interesting. I would eat it, though. <laughs> Which and you then, would. Yeah. And then John sent you some tentacles uh, to wrap up in your sleep, a tentacle yeah. bedspread. I may, I may have to get that, but I need your permission since you'll have to sleep under it, too. Nope. <laughs> Go put that in your office for Ooh. your nap time. Ooh, that'd be fun. So lots going on here at the old uh, Dan and Dawn household. Dawn, anything else that you want to throw out there? Anything else to share with our old podcast listeners? We haven't talked to them in a couple of weeks. We haven't talked to them in a couple of weeks. Um, No, pretty much that's it. Keep an eye out on Instagram. I am trying to put more pictures out there. Uh, Take a moment to support the podcast. Oh, wait, wait. I forgot this button. Oh, rate us on Apple Podcasts. 
you took my notes. <laughs> Google Play, Stitcher, we were, we were just interviewed on a podcast yesterday. I, yeah, it was yesterday. Um, and that episode will come out shortly. And they were like, oh, don't worry. We'll, we'll edit that part. Oh, don't worry. We'll cut that part out. I'm like, we don't oh, edit yeah. anymore. We used to. Not anymore. Uh, head over to support the podcast wherever you listen. Just tell your friends. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And if you like what we're doing, head over to patreon.com slash erotic awakening to take a look at the options like discounted stuff, extra content, and more. And as we said, the next Zoom meeting for our Patreon supporters is February 14th. Let's chat about loving power exchange. Oh, that'll be fun. Bye, Dan. Bye, Don. Bye, Miss Bye, Miss Nikki. Miss Nikki.